Before we start today's podcast, a quick heads up on Sherlux's VIP club. From restaurants, bars and hotels to beauty, wellness and shopping, Sherlux partners with some of London's best destinations and hottest brands to bring its VIPs exclusive monthly offers. So why not sign up? It'll cost you just £5 a month or £50 for the year. Use your card once or twice and you'll have made that amount back in no time. For more information, visit sherlucksvip.com. A quick announcement about the Brief podcast. If you're enjoying being kept in the know about the latest current affairs news, then you'll want to subscribe to the Brief podcast as well as the Sherlux podcast, as we'll be moving the Brief over to its own designated podcast channel in the next few weeks. Simply search the Brief podcast in your podcast app and hit subscribe to stay informed. Time poor? Never get around to watching or reading the news? Aware you're not quite as on top of what's happening in the world as you should be? Well, the Brief Daily from Sherlux.com is the daily email that brings you the scoop on the breaking news and current affairs you need to know about each day. In this weekly podcast, we round up all those stories into one neat episode. So subscribe, keep listening and stay informed. Today is the 10th of January and the main stories in the brief this week are The Prime Minister has urged MPs to back her Brexit deal, warning the UK risks entering uncharted territory if the legislation is voted down in Parliament. The Prime Minister has sought to persuade MPs to back the withdrawal agreement, with a promise they will be given greater input in the next phase of the Brexit process. The Prime Minister also promised MPs a final say on whether the Irish backstop would ever be implemented. Speaking at Prime Minister's questions on Wednesday, May attempted to reassure MPs about the backstop by confirming that the House of Commons would get a vote on whether to bring the backstop into effect, should the government fail to strike a trade deal before the end of the transition period. Jeremy Corbyn used Prime Minister's questions to urge May to call a general election if her Brexit deal is rejected in next week's vote. The Speaker, John Burko, also provoked anger among ministers for allowing an amendment to the government's plans to be put forward by Dominic Grieve. MPs defy the government to pass the amendment, meaning the Prime Minister will now need to set out a Brexit Plan B within three days, should her deal be defeated in the vote on the 15th of January. (laughs) President Donald Trump has continued to reject calls for compromise on his demand for a wall to be built on the border between the US and Mexico. The row over federal funding for the wall has caused a partial government shutdown, with Democrat lawmakers refusing to accept Trump's demand for $5.6 billion in funds for the country's southern border. Approximately 800,000 federal workers have been affected, many going unpaid as the stalemate continues. Talks to end the shutdown were held over the weekend as the deadlock reached its third week. Trump addressed the shutdown in his first Oval Office address on Tuesday. In a 10-minute speech broadcast from the White House, Trump called on Democrat lawmakers to pass a spending bill to resolve the impasse, saying, The federal government remains shut down for one reason and one reason only, because Democrats will not fund border security. The address was criticised by some for stoking fears surrounding illegal immigration, with Trump blaming criminal gangs at the border for thousands of deaths. The comments were rebutted by the Senate minority leader Chuck Schumer, who accused the president of using the backdrop of the Oval Office to manufacture a crisis. A new long-term plan for the future of the NHS was published by Theresa May and NHS England Chief Executive Simon Stevens on Monday. The 10-year strategy focuses on prevention and early detection and commits a third of the NHS's £20 billion funding boost to mental health, community care and GPs. The plans include genomic testing for children with cancer and new social prescriptions. The NHS believes improved prevention could save as many as 500,000 lives. 
The plan has been met with scepticism by some doctors. President of the Society for Acute Medicine, Dr Nick Scriven, said he was staggered by the plans in light of the current problems facing the health service. Many hospitals are failing to meet A&E and cancer care targets, a situation worsened by an ongoing staff shortage. Approximately 1 in 11 health service roles were unfilled as of March last year. In UK news, scientists studying space have discovered the Milky Way is set to collide with a nearby galaxy. The collision provides no immediate threat, with the astronomers believing the smash to be 2.5 billion years away, but it could see the solar system thrown deep into outer space. The discovery was made by scientists running computer simulations on the movement of a neighbouring galaxy, the Large Magellanic Cloud, or LMC. The simulation showed the LMC would eventually crash into the Milky Way, with Professor Carlos Frank of Durham University predicting the whole of the Milky Way will be shaken and the entire solar system could be ejected into outer space. Leading figures from Britain's universities have warned a no-deal Brexit could pose one of the biggest threats ever faced by the institutions. New figures from the Russell Group of universities have shown a further decline in EU students enrolling in British universities, with a 9% fall in EU postgraduate enrolment for this academic year. The sector has warned falling numbers of EU postgraduates could have an impact on the UK's research capabilities. The news follows an open letter to MPs from 150 leaders of British universities, warning a no-deal Brexit could cause an academic, cultural and scientific setback from which it would take decades to recover. Jeremy Hunt has hit out against Russia after it emerged authorities had arrested a UK-US citizen on espionage charges. In a statement on Friday, the Foreign Secretary described the detention of Paul Whelan as desperately worrying and accused Russia of using individuals in diplomatic chess games. A former US Marine, Whelan is of dual UK-US nationality and was arrested in Moscow last week by Russian security officers. His brother, David Whelan, posted on Twitter that Mr Whelan had travelled to the country to attend the wedding of a fellow former Marine. If found guilty of espionage, Whelan faces a prison sentence of 10 to 20 years. UK house price growth slumped to 0.7% last December, according to Nationwide, the slowest annual rate since 2013. The Building Society has warned economic uncertainty linked to Brexit may be undermining confidence in the British housing market. The latest Nationwide House Price Index found the average house price fell from £214,044 to £212,281 between November and December last year. Mark Readings, founder of online estate agency House Network, said the figures were unsurprising, with most buyers and sellers on the fence while Brexit negotiations continue. However, economists are forecasting improved growth later in 2019, with readings adding that the market's confidence would be slowly regained once the government finalised its Brexit plans. Conservative London mayoral candidate Sean Bailey has been accused of misogyny after the unearthing of a 2007 interview where he claims male teachers were behind improved school discipline. Speaking to the Sunday Times in 2007, Bailey said there wasn't PC nonsense surrounding pupil discipline during his school days, as the teachers were men, then later repeating, our teachers were men and we looked up to them. Addressing the interview, Labour MP Seema Malhotra said Bailey's statements were straight out of the 1950s and laced with the worst kind of casual sexism and misogyny. A spokesperson for Bailey accused Labour of feigning outrage in a bid to distract from the extremely poor record of incumbent Mayor Sadiq Khan ahead of next year's mayoral election. A man accused of stabbing a fellow passenger on a train from Guildford to London appeared in court on Monday charged with his murder. Darren Pensiel, aged 35, has been accused of fatally stabbing Lee Pomeroy following a row on a Guildford to Waterloo service on Friday. Police believe Pensiel fled the train at Horsley Station after killing Pomeroy in front of his 14-year-old son. Pomeroy was pronounced dead at the scene. Pensiel appeared at Staines Magistrates Court on Monday, charged with murder and possessing an offensive weapon. An associate, Chelsea Mitchell, is also facing court after being charged with assisting an offender after a police manhunt traced Pensiel and Mitchell to a property in Farnham on Saturday. 
New analysis by the TUC has revealed household debt in the UK has reached a record high, totalling £428 billion. The research shows average debt per household, excluding mortgages, is up £886 on last year, reaching a new high of £15,385. The TUC calculated the figure by adding up the total amount owed in student, personal and payday loans, as well as bank overdrafts and credit card debts. The trade union group has pointed to government austerity and wage stagnation as problems behind the growth in debt, warning that millions of households are now reliant on borrowing to get by. TUC General Secretary Francis O'Grady said household debt was at crisis level, claiming the UK's economy is not working for workers. House of Commons Speaker John Burko has urged the Metropolitan Police to tackle the abuse of MPs and journalists by pro-Brexit protesters outside Parliament. It follows an incident earlier this week which saw Conservative MP Anna Soubry verbally harassed by a group of men during a television interview and as she entered Parliament. In a letter to Met Commissioner Cressida Dick, Burko said at least 60 MPs had reported safety concerns when attending media interviews outside the House of Commons. Burko said the pro-Brexit protesters, some of whom have far-right links, particularly target women and people from ethnic minorities. A new report from housing charity Shelter has revealed the extent of Britain's housing crisis. The research comes from a cross-party commission convened by the charity. It estimates 1.27 million new social homes will be required over the next 20 years to house those most in need, including homeless people and those with a disability or long-term illness. It also calculates a further 1.2 million affordable homes are needed to help trapped renters and young people. The report calls on ministers to radically increase social housing construction, which currently sees around 6,000 homes built each year. Despite an estimated cost of £225 billion, The resulting economic boost in savings and housing benefits would see the plans pay for themselves within 40 years, according to economic research consultancy Capital Economics. Police are to be granted extra powers to tackle illegal drones following the mass disruption of Gatwick Airport last December. Drone sightings in the run-up to Christmas saw a thousand flights disrupted at the airport. In a bid to combat the problem, the government has unveiled new police powers which will allow officers to land, seize and search drones. The new regulations extend existing exclusion zones around airports from one kilometre to a five kilometre radius, as well as introducing compulsory registration for owners of drones between 250 grams and 20 kilos. The news comes amid further disruption at Heathrow Airport on Tuesday. Reports of a drone sighting around 5pm on Tuesday evening saw flights temporarily suspended and a full criminal investigation launched. The runway reopened an hour later and inbound flights were not affected. Police are now investigating whether those behind the disruption of a thousand flights at Gatwick last month were also behind Tuesday's incident, or if the drone flight was a copycat crime. Aviation Minister Liz Sugg and Security Minister Ben Wallace are due to meet with the heads of UK airports today to discuss measures to combat the drone attacks. Specialist equipment to tackle the devices has now been deployed at Heathrow by the Ministry of Defence in a bid to prevent further incidents. Former Scottish First Minister Alex Salmond has won a legal challenge mounted against the Scottish Government. The government has now admitted it acted unlawfully during an investigation into sexual harassment claims made against Salmond last year. The government breached its own guidelines by appointing a civil servant already involved in the case against Salmond to investigate the claims. While the former First Minister may have won the legal challenge against wrongful government procedure, there remains an ongoing police inquiry into the claims of two women who alleged Salmond sexually harassed them in 2013. Salmond denies the allegations. The Salisbury home of Sergei Skripal is to be dismantled by the military in the wake of last year's Novichok attack. A clean-up of the property began when the former Russian spy and his daughter, Yulia Skripal, collapsed in March after being poisoned by the nerve agent. Detectives believe the substance was sprayed on the door handle of their home as part of an attack approved by the Russian state. Neighbours have now been informed by Wiltshire Council that the property will be dismantled by military teams to allow for further decontamination work. The house will be covered in a sealed frame during the clean-up, 
The Council's Director of Public Health, Tracy Daskovitz, confirmed the risk to public health remains low. The favourite leads nominations for this year's BAFTA Awards, receiving nods across 12 categories. The period comedy-drama stars Olivia Colman, who won a Golden Globe Award for her role as Queen Anne in the film earlier this week. The favourite's 12 nominations put it way ahead of its BAFTA rivals, with A Star Is Born, Bohemian Rhapsody, First Man and Roma, each up for seven awards. Colman has been nominated for Best Actress for her role in The Favourite, alongside co-stars Emma Stone and Rachel Weisz, who are both up for Best Supporting Actress. The BAFTA award ceremony will take place at the Royal Abbott Hall in London next month, hosted by Joanna Lumley. In health news, new research by University College London has revealed the higher rate of depression among girls is closely linked to spending more time on social media, as well as the effects of online bullying and lack of sleep. Professor Yvonne Kelly, who led the team behind the research, said the findings showed girls spent considerably more time online. Kelly said the time spent corresponded to a stepwise increase in depressive symptoms. Based on interviews with 11,014 year olds, the study found 35.6% of girls suffering from depression had also been the victim of online harassment, more than double the rate of boys affected by the same issues. The news follows a report in the BMJ Open Medical Journal, which found no evidence of harmfulness in extensive screen use as long as parents ensured children had healthy sleep, exercise, and social habits. business news. New industry figures have revealed two-thirds of UK households shopped at Aldi and Lidl over Christmas as the discounters challenge major supermarkets for their market share. According to data from Kantar World Panel, Aldi and Lidl's combined market share grew to a record 12.8% in the 12 weeks to the 30th of December. It's thought concern over Brexit and its economic impact is prompting consumers to opt for the discount chains. Overall, Asda enjoyed the strongest sales growth of any major supermarket during the festive period at 0.7%. Chief Executive of Morrison Supermarket David Potts said shoppers were increasingly conscious of political uncertainty in the UK, adding that he expected consumer cautiousness to continue through 2019. Greggs has unveiled bumper profits for the 2018 festive period, despite the problems plaguing many high street retailers. The bakery chain may have hit headlines last week with the launch of its vegan sausage roll, but its strong performance predates the new plant-based product. The company reported high sales of its festive bake, mince pies and hot drinks over Christmas, with total sales rising 7.2% in the year to the 29th of December. Greggs has now upgraded its profit guidance, expecting pre-tax profits of £88 million for 2018, up from its £86 million prediction in November. Chief Executive Roger Whiteside said Greggs resisted challenges in the consumer sector through the strength of its freshly prepared products and focus on the food on the go market. Elsewhere in the world, soldiers in Gabon announced the coup to restore democracy on Monday after storming the country's national radio station. The group called on the Gabonese public to rise up against President Ali Bongo and take control of the street while he's out of the country. According to a government spokesperson, the group, which called themselves the Patriotic Youth Movement of the Gabon Defence and Security Forces, quickly faced arrest. Soldiers fired tear gas at protesters who arrived at the radio station to support the coup. Its leader, Lieutenant Kelly Ondo Obiang, is allegedly on the run. French author Yann Wacht has been forced to defend his remarks in an interview where he claimed to be incapable of loving women over 50. Featured in the latest edition of Marie Claire magazine, the interview saw the author describe women over the age of 50 as too, too old. Wacht has refused to apologise for the remarks, which have sparked widespread outrage in France, arguing he is not responsible for his tastes 
The prize-winning novelist insisted he had no regrets over his comments, instead describing his preference for younger women not as pride, but almost as a curse. A spate of violence has gripped the city of Fortaleza in Brazil, seeing police stations, government buildings and banks targeted with petrol bombs and explosives. Authorities believe drug gangs are behind the attacks, carried out in retaliation to a proposed separation of gang factions inside Brazilian prisons. The violence comes early in the presidency of Jair Bolsonaro, an advocate of gun ownership, who has previously backed rewards for police who carry out extrajudicial killings. A Saudi woman who fled her family during a holiday in Kuwait has been granted legitimate refugee status by the UN. Rahaf Mohammed Al-Kunun barricaded herself into a Bangkok hotel room on Monday after Thai immigration authorities attempted to return her to her family. The 18-year-old has renounced Islam and claims she would be killed by her family if she was forced to return to Saudi Arabia. The UN's refugee agency has now granted Mohammed Al-Kunun refugee status and referred her to Australian authorities for possible resettlement. Australia appears likely to accept her request. Health Minister Greg Hunt has previously confirmed the government would give very, very serious consideration to a humanitarian visa. The wife of a Norwegian multimillionaire is likely to have been kidnapped, police have confirmed. Anna Elizabeth Falkovic Hagen went missing 10 weeks ago, with investigators believing she was kidnapped from her home in Lorenskog. Inspector Tommy Brosk confirmed both the ransom and serious threats had been issued, while Norwegian newspaper Verdensgang claimed kidnappers have demanded £8 million in cryptocurrency. The victim is married to Tom Hagen, a real estate investor with an estimated fortune of £156 million. An extremely rare case in Norway, police decided to release details of the case after several weeks of investigation in the hope a member of the public will come forward with information. Our facts of the week are Chinese telecoms giant Huawei has been forced to demote two of its employees after they posted the company's official Happy New Year message using an iPhone. Those behind the Apple Challenger's Twitter account quickly deleted the happy hashtag 2019 post, but not before eagle-eyed users of the platform noticed the message was marked sent via Twitter for iPhone. The employees responsible were promptly demoted and had their salaries cut for damaging the Huawei brand. Angry Ryanair passengers travelling from London to Thessaloniki have spoken out against the airline after their three-hour trip lasted nearly 24 hours. After taking off from Stansted, the flight was forced to land in western Romania due to heavy fog. Ryanair's offer of an eight-hour coach drive to their final destination was met with anger by many of the passengers. The Greek government eventually arranged for a plane to collect passengers, who arrived in Thessaloniki almost a full day after their departure. A 64-metre fatberg has been discovered in the Devon seaside resort of Sidmouth. Longer than six double-decker buses, it will take Southwest Water staff almost two months to remove the enormous block of hardened fat, oil and wet wipes from the sewer. Director of Wastewater Andrew Rowntree said it was the largest fatberg ever discovered by the company. Rowntree added, if you keep just one New Year's resolution this year, let it be to not pour fats, oil or grease down the drain or flush wet wipes down the loo. Put your pipes on a diet and don't feed the fatberg. And finally, police have launched a search to find a man in California after home CCTV footage showed him licking a family's doorbell for three hours on Saturday morning. The Duncan family were alerted to movement outside their home at 5am by their doorstep camera. After watching the disturbing footage back, they alerted the police who quickly identified him as 33-year-old Roberto Daniel Arroyo. Police are now searching for the man, who also relieved himself in the Dungan's garden. Arroyo potentially faces two charges of petty theft and prowling. That's it for this week. If you enjoyed that, then do please rate, review, subscribe and tell your friends. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.